All right, welcome back to the Legacy Blueprint Podcast. Excited to uh, to chat with Mark Stubler today from Joe Homebuyer. Mark's got a franchise model going all over the country right now, expanding upon fix and flips, wholesale deals. I'm gonna let him talk about it, but uh, Mark, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for being here. Joe, brother, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Take us back, man. How did, how did this all get started? You, know, you told me you've been in real estate for quite a few years now and obviously got a little bit of experience under your belt. So kind of how did you uh, how did you stumble into this game? Yeah, I'm excited to visit with you here. I, uh, I feel fortunate, I have to tell you, I feel super fortunate to have found real estate, uh, meaning that there's so many different industries. Uh, I was a fence and deck salesman. I mean, so nothing to do with, uh, with real estate. But I was a, a top performing uh, regional sales rep with a great company, enjoyed it. Uh, but I'll tell you, I realized uh, that I wasn't, even though I was there for 10 years, it took, I'm a slow learner, I guess, Joe, but it took me that long to realize, oh, wait, I don't work for myself. I very much uh, uh, still have to report to somebody. And that's where I began the journey. And I just feel fortunate, meaning I flirted with some online businesses and e-commerce because I realized the power of creating an engine that way. Uh, settled uh, on real estate, and I just feel super fortunate to have found the industry of real estate. There's just so many ways to make money. It can be yep. extremely rewarding. Obviously, your listeners know that. Uh, it can just be extremely rewarding for the input in. What you can get out is just incredible. Yeah, I love it, man. So tell us about your first deal. Like, How did you get into it? How did you stumble? How did you transition from being a fence sales guy to you know, your first deal? Was it a single flip? Was it a wholesale? Like, how did you make money your first time? Or did you make money the first, first time? That's another good question. You know, right? that is that is a great question. I did make money. Uh, I obviously, I was a novice trying to figure it out. Um, I'll tell you, I ended up investing in a uh, a mentor, and uh, so he said, "Hey, go get a tax delinquent list, and uh, you know, direct send direct mail pieces to it, send postcards to it." And the truth is, I had a little bit of cash, but I was going to work. I was going to get a deal because of hard work and grit and my sales experience. I wasn't going to get it because I was going to just blast out thousands of dollars worth of marketing. I didn't have that luxury or that mm -hmm. confidence, right? So I sent 1,100 mail pieces. For those of you that are in the industry, that's not a lot of mail pieces, right? No. But for me, I, again, I was just dipping my toe in the water, figuring out what I could get. And I got one deal. And it was, uh, it was a grind. It was a four and a half hour appointment. I had to leave and come back give the seller a little bit of time. They ended up being super grateful to have somebody, you know, relieve them of the house without having to touch anything. They were able to leave junk in the property. So they were jazzed. I was jazzed. I assigned it for uh, 10K, which knowing what I know now, you know, it was probably worth double or that or so. But uh, I was just happy to have a buyer say, yeah, I'll take it. I didn't have to take possession of it. I didn't have to rehab it. So I was just learning in uh, hyperspeed and to me, making 10 grand on that deal was like, oh, baby, this thing is going to work. So I got so pretty jazzed. You were super giddy. Your buyer your buyer was probably doing car wheels because he was like, holy crap, I can't believe a guy that wants 10 grand. But <laughs> I love the moral of this story, though, because I think so many people, you know, they either get, get caught up in the deal logistics or what they think they could make or they get analysis paralysis on the thing. I love that you're like, man, I, I got a deal. I got 10 G's, let's move forward, right? And I think that that's actually one of the great takeaways to that story is that you didn't get stuck in the, you know, maybe I could squeeze 15 or 20 out of this thing. You're on your first deal, like get to the finish line, right? Yeah, and that's what it was, Joe. And, and that's such a great principle, you're right. At the end of the day, you just got to take imperfect action, right? Just get in the grind, get going, going, going. And 
be okay with the fact that yeah you're not gonna you're not gonna do everything perfect yeah and the problem is is i'm an analytical type mind uh, but the one thing that is true is i didn't have the luxury of questioning things it was i had to this had to work because i had scaled back in my sales position i had literally i had to i sold our our family boat so i had a little bit of extra cash i put renters in my basement i got myself in a position where all right i'm gonna go do this little venture i promised uh my four kids that hey give me a year we'll get another boat i've got to put myself in a position that i can go become an entrepreneur here and i have to tell you um I didn't have the luxury of getting analysis paralysis or getting stuck in the details. I just had to get the deal done. I had to make money. And, and that's, the, so that afforded me urgency. Right. And I would tell yeah. you if there, if there's a takeaway, I would tell people that urgency is your friend. If you are urgent in this business, it will serve you well. God, that's such a good one too, man. And there's a couple, I was actually, you, 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 you said that so fast. There's actually a couple of pieces I want to touch on because I think our listeners need to hear this. First of all, the urgency creates, you almost backed yourself into a corner, right? Like you promised yep. your kids you'll have the boat back in a year. I love that, right? Because most people will be like paralyzed into thinking like, well, how the hell am I going to get this boat back, right? You, you effectively created adversity for yourself, right? And so adversity, as we all know, is sometimes the seed of opportunity. You actually backed yourself into a corner and promised your kids something now you have to go deliver on. Right. Like you have to go out there and make it work, like make it happen. And, and that to me is like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's so true. If you met my uh, 14 year old daughter, um, she was a little younger at the time, but uh, she's always been this way. She she'll hold you to it, too. Yeah. Joe. So she said, dad sold our boat. You, you know, he's, he he better get us new. And he says in a year from now, we'll be boating again. So I, uh, yeah. I had that obligation for sure. I love that, man. I love that. All right. Well, take us to, uh, take us to maybe, you know, you've had six, seven years now experience. You've, you've had to, you had to have something blow up in your face. You had to have some really, really tough contract, some seller threatened to kill you or something along the lines, right? Tell me about when your worst experience is that you got out on the other side and you went, man, I'm glad I experienced that. And it taught me something. No, Joe, I, as an entrepreneur, I feel like, uh, there's just different seasons, um, if I if I'm being fully transparent, I would tell you that I'm probably going through one of those seasons right now with some bad hires and some frustrations with um, production. Uh, we're seeing our cost. We're seeing our cost uh, per contract has has gone up, um, and it's just because of you know a lot of it's be because of personnel. Uh, but probably you know one specific example that uh, that was adversity. Uh, definitely, and but also refined me as a leader and, and required more of us. And as a result, I think we're better because of it. But it was a personnel hire. Uh, we hired a guy that uh, unfortunately wasn't honest. And uh, as a result, uh, we found out that, uh, you know, at least on one occasion that, you know, he took our leads and, uh, and uh, put it under contract and sold to his buyer. And realizing that you have to have people surrounded you on your team that you can trust. Um, and I'm realizing that that's one of the, the catalysts when I hire somebody now or bring somebody on the team that they have to meet the core values of the company. And, yeah. uh, you know, right. I mean, it goes without saying, and people listening are like, well, yeah, dummy, like I could have told you that, but, uh, and you know, we, maybe we didn't know what we didn't know, but doing the best we could can to assess, is this person going to fit culturally first and then worry about production later? Right. Um, yeah. 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 Now go ahead. Yeah. So, so my thought on that is just, you know, with this gentleman, uh, again, I wish him the best. Uh, it's been a few years. And so the wounds have healed. I've licked my wounds a little bit, but 
definitely learned the valuable lesson of hire first to uh, culture, surround myself with people that see the world the way, you know, that uh, the, the team and the vision of the company is going. Um, and that has saved us a lot of energy. Um, today, you know, have we been perfect at it? No. But, uh, you know, I, I realized that the seasons of, of, of being an entrepreneur uh, are such that, that if it's not that issue, it's, it's uh, a variation or something else, that I'm always being refined as an entrepreneur. So if you don't like uh, learning and growing and being um, required to improve, don't be an entrepreneur because it's going to put you through the refiner's fire. That's for sure. I love the vulnerability piece, Mark, because most people, everyone wants to talk about the mistakes that happened five years ago, right? But they never want to say, well, I'm going through that shit right now, right? And, yeah. and so I love, the, yeah. I love the fact that you're willing to admit that, you know, I, I call it getting punched in the face. Like, I, I feel like we get punched in the face every day. And, and like I said this the other day on a podcast, like people think you hit a certain level of success and all of a sudden you're in a beach chair all day long. Like, I've never had more money in my entire life than I have today. And I get, I get hit harder than I ever get hit. Like, it's like there are days where Amen. people are like, wham. And it's like, how do I get up from that? You know? And it's like, so, you know, I think what's important to realize, and I love it. You keep saying it's uh, uh, you keep getting refined, right? It's an interesting way of putting it, right? It's like, you're learning how to overcome obstacles and get through them each and every day. It's refining you as a leader, refining you as an owner. So uh, I really love that, how you put that. You know, I don't want to go overly spiritual for our listeners, Joe, but or your listeners, but um, I will tell you that I, I actually think it's part of why we're on earth. I, I'm a God-fearing man, and I would tell you that that's yeah. very much what he's uh, he's putting us through is, you know, hey, become the best you can become. You know, can I contribute more as a husband? Can I contribute more as a father? Can I contribute more among, you know, in the community? Um, well, the best way to do that is to refine who the tools that he's working with, right? So yeah. um, I think some of those things are given... Uh, these experiences are giving for us, right? Um, but during the time, um, and yeah, we have a multi-million dollar company. We have multiple markets. We have a successful franchise. We're a successful franchisor with lots of successful franchisees. And uh, I very much will admit that, uh, you know, there's seasons and that uh, there's times that, you know, are not uh, as enjoyable as I'd like to, to think, you know, hope, right? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you on that one. I hear you on that one. So what's next? What, what, do we, what is the goal? Is the goal to... Um, grow more franchises? Is it, is it to expand in different territories? Like what's, what's up for, you know, uh, moving into the next year for you guys? Yeah, great question. We're really excited about going into the future. We're uh, at time of airing here. We're about 40 franchises across the country. It's been really awesome to create a community of franchisees uh, across the country, uh, buying homes, rehabbing and building successful businesses. And it's become a passion uh, of mine to really work closely one-on-one -on -one as often as I can with our franchisees to help them build their businesses and to get the benefit and experience uh, really what I have uh, in real estate. And that is, it's just a fantastic industry. Uh, and so Joe Homebuyer is, is exactly that. I mean, we, we invest a lot of time so that really we can duplicate our efforts. We can, uh, we can have lot, people can be us in their market in Atlanta or Tampa or, you know, Phoenix or wherever it is. And it's been just, I'll tell you, one of the most rewarding things, uh, and I, I suspect, Joe, you've had this from listeners and as a mentor, um, one of the most rewarding things is, is to have a successful franchisee, to have them implement everything you teach them and then for them to report back and just oh, have yeah. exceptional results is, is very, very gratifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Growth and contribution, right? Like you, you said it earlier, the growth piece is learning and growing better every day, but the contribution piece 
giving back, seeing other people succeed as a result of what you created that, that, that's, that's more impactful a lot of times than doing it for yourself, you know? So I a hundred percent feel that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So 40 franchisees so far. Um, and what's, tell me about the, the business model itself. I mean, is there mentorship? Is there like, what's the business in a box look like? You guys teach them how to do the marketing, the branding, or is it the whole thing? So, yeah, great question. And, and I love how you said it, business in a box. That's what you get with Joe Homebuyer. You know, the whole idea is for them to save hopefully hundreds of thousands of dollars in marketing, you know, questioning, what do I do here? You know, what's the next step? And, you know, hundreds of dollars equivalent in time, right? Uh, to see, you know, successful franchisees get the results they're getting year one is, um, is a, a testament that, that the, box, the business in a box is working. But for each franchisee, it's something different. It's the individual mentorship for one. For another, we put a lot of emphasis on training and supporting their acquisition team. Whether they're a one-man show and they are the acquisition manager, we support in terms of best application for negotiation, managing the lead, all the way through fulfillment. We're very heavy on that because that's my background. I came from the sales world. And so I have a passion for the art of connecting with people and really structuring a deal with the seller so that it's favorable for them. But at the same time, it's capturing as much revenue as possible, right? Um, our mission at Joe Homebuyer is improving lives by delivering creative real estate solutions. So we not only want to have fun doing it, make lots of money, but we want to make sure that we're doing it the right way and that the sellers that we're working with, we really do differentiate ourselves, that we're going into the living room and they have a different feeling when they're working with us that, A, they're, that we're really concerned about not just paying a, paying a fair price, but putting them in a better position in doing so. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, when you become a Joe Homebuyer, obviously you adopt that brand, you adopt that, you know, that mission, but you also become part of a community with all the other franchisees, ongoing mentorship or access to the repository of content, and then just ongoing support. Like I mentioned, we're just deep in the trenches with our partners, our franchisees to make sure they're on the path to success and whatever that takes ultimately. Love it. Love it. Mark, what's your favorite part about doing this? My favorite part about doing this is um, is selfish. It's the it's the growth that I'm uh, that's being required as me to re be refined as a leader. Yeah. I just for some reason I just feel to find so much fulfillment in learning and growing. And as much as I hate the the those seasons I talked about that are rough, I I just find a ton of fulfillment in like looking back and you know what's being required of me to develop more as as a person and. And seeing the people that, uh, that have, have been influenced by our company, both the sellers and the buyers and our team. Uh, so just be developing it as a leader has been probably one of my most uh, rewarding and enjoyable aspects of being an entrepreneur and specifically in real estate. Love it, man. Love it. Now, I mean, listen, I mean, one, one of our greatest, they are, our cultural pieces is great leaders creating great leaders. So I can definitely respect that. Like, I want to see, you know, our, our leadership team create great leaders for the future because it's the only way we're going to step aside, right? It's the only way, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to not have to do this for the rest of my life is that there's other people there that can take the, take the helm at some point. So I love that answer. So where do you see, you know, Joe Homebuyer in five years? Where do you see, where do you see that, that, that franchise model looking like? Well, for me, it's not just a quantity of franchisees. It's, uh, it's uh, a quality of franchisees. We want just a lot of quality uh, partners that are just experiencing a lot of success in their markets and doing it the right way, the Joe way, providing a lot of value for the families that they're working with uh, and obviously being extremely uh, profitable. Uh, so I, in five years from now, um, I want to take over the world with home buying. I, I want to be the largest home, uh, home buying company out there. 
um, collectively among uh, us and our franchise partners. Um, and I think we can do that. I'm excited yeah. about the, I feel like uh, the, the opportunity is there. I feel like there's a lot of t- uh, capable and, uh, and talented people looking to create something for themselves, entrepreneurs uh, that are, or even you know, a lot of our franchisees or, or, or a, a significant percentage have actually been existing wholesale companies that roll over into um, sure. you know, the Joe way because they want to scale their business. And so in five years from now, it would really, uh, to me, it's pretty, the, the path is pretty clear that we have an opportunity to become the foremost experts in, in buying homes, have a reputable brand and doing it the right way, providing a lot of value in marketplaces all across the country. I'm going to ask you two maybe silly questions, right? First one is when they take over, is it like a legit Frank? Like, do they have the Joe homebuyer name on Like, is that what they call themselves in all, in all these different locations? It so is. It is a, yeah. You become a Joe, baby. It's, okay. You can tattoo it, Joe. You, in fact, Joe, you, you have a couple tattoos. So, uh, I want to see a Joe tattoo someday. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. I don't, I don't, even if I got a franchise, I don't know if you're going on my body, but at least my second question, which is where did the name come from? Obviously you're Mark. Who's Joe? Is this just your average Joe home buyer? Is that where this came from? That's what it is. Although I do have a Joe in Vegas and a Joe in Utah that uh, swear that they were the inspiration behind the name. But uh, nice. at the end of the day, it's just the average Joe. We wanted to be able to connect with sellers and let them know that we're local home uh, buyers that are interested in their success. And we felt like that was just a very elementary way to, to say that in, in our branding. Yeah. Now, it's a super interesting. Look, I've been in the business, like I said, for I don't even want to say too long at this point. But, you know, I mean, I've gone through iterations of different home buyer names and all that type of thing throughout the years. And uh, it's a super interesting name. I actually think it's pretty funny that uh, I'm sitting right on top of it all these years and I never even thought about it. So it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> funny that you did that. Um, Mark, awesome, man. What else did I forget to ask? What, what else did I did I not get into the car cover that you wanted to get into? Well, I love any chance I come on a podcast to just talk about uh, personal growth, right? I, yeah. Obviously, your listeners are on here for a reason and you provide so much value. Um, you know, one of the things you asked me on coming to the show is you just wanted, you know, to make sure that the listeners had actionable things that they can go away with to, yeah. you know, you have seasoned investors, you have the newest guy uh, or gal. Um, and, you know, I, I just love um, sharing the value in uh, personal development. I, I will tell you that, you know, Jim Rohn and, and all the greats, you know, at nauseum have said, you know, if you want to get more, you have to become more, right? And uh, this is just a treat for me anytime I'm coming on a podcast, because it's just stops me from working in the business. And it says, all right, let's, Let's refocus on what are the things, you know, in, in a podcast, I'm able to just recommit myself to what are the things that are going to help me get on the path to success and to, to develop as a leader and, and, and help my team and, and grow as a, as a business. And it's, it's that development. It's taking time. In fact, I have a mentor uh, that I think you'll appreciate, Joe. He schedules somewhere in the range of one to two hours a day where he is spending time on just thinking and strategizing about the business, not even working on or in, or, I mean, it's yeah. literally just, it's just stop and think and reflect and strategize and using, you know, your brain to just come up with, you know, the best ways to improve. Um, and so that's one thing I always like to, you know, just put a, a plug in is um, just what an opportunity, you know, podcasts like uh, this affords us is to just get reminded of uh, what am I doing regularly to feed that muscle to, to refine who I am and how I see the world and, and get emotionally at a, at a high place. Um, because I, I'm convinced that 
that's the foundation. If you want to be successful at anything, you got to put that, that extra work in personally, emotionally to develop uh, as a leader, as an individual before you're going to you know, do great things, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I, I 100% agree with you. And, you know, they say the most valuable real estate in the world, right? You know what you know what you know what it is? <laughs> your, your body, right? Yourself. It's your right body. here. It's right here. It's between yep. your two ears, right? So, you know, you got all these people and, and you know, I'm an, I'm an executive coach and I, I coach a lot of real estate investors, doctors, attorneys, you know, um, business owners all over the country. And, you know, the, the crazy part is everybody wants a better business. They want more money. They want more time freedom. And what do they really need to improve? They need to improve themselves, right? So, so it's great reflection um, to talk about, to think about. And, and, you know, a lot of times slowing down to speed up, right? In order to pay attention to the big picture, the 30,000 foot view of what's going on in your life is really what helps you move the needle the most um, because it's really hard. I think what you're getting at is it's hard to work in the business and on the business at the same time, right? So we all want to improve this business, but we can't figure out how because we're in the machine, man. Right. So it's easier to get outside and look in than, than it is to do it while you're inside. That's exactly right. Have you ever gone to even a, a restaurant chain, one that, you know, you can go to one across town, one, you know, two, three, four, five miles away from that one. And yet, so in theory, everything's supposed to be run the same, but yet you'll go into a business and the tables aren't clean and, and the floor and even just the way that they push you through the line to help you get your food is a little bit different. And it's so funny because although they're supposed to have a business in a box, although they're supposed to have just, you know, this is how much beans you put on the tortilla. This is how you do it. There's differences in terms of how they make the customer feel, how efficient they are. And I'm sure the profitability and that, I don't know why that thought just flooded in my mind as you're, as you're saying that, that uh, at the end of the day, you have, you have to spend time on is, is my table, are my tables clean? Are my, are, are, are my, uh, is the ambiance in the, in the store, you know, because I go into these restaurants and I think, how is it that this one feels so much different and they're so much slower and the service is that much worse? It's because probably that owner, unfortunately, is not investing the time into what you just said, working, you know, taking a step aside from the business and say, what's working, what's not, what can we do to refine and improve? Because when you do those things, they manifest in, you know, in the results, in the production and it's just interesting, you know, being an entrepreneur to observe those things as you go into stores. What would I change? What did I, from an outside perspective, it's easy for us to see, oh man, they, you, you change this, this, and this, and the business will boom. But yet when you're in the trenches, you're down looking up. You can't even see how blatant a dirty table is and that nobody's managing the, the, the cleanliness of the store, right? Well, I mean, you touched on it earlier, and this is why so consultants and, and, and coaches and mentors are so impactful. You literally got into the business, hired a mentor right away. It's the outside looking in, right? It's being able to see from a 30,000 foot view and not being in it that a lot of times that perspective okay. is all the difference in the world, right? You're not in the machine. And so when someone from the outside comes to that restaurant, they immediately recognize the things where the people working the day to day, they may not see it, right? It's the same old thing, the same old grind. The, 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 the tables are always dirty, right? The, the tortillas are always upside down and, and cold. The, you know, the, the beans always look like that when I throw them on. So, you know, it's like that outside perspective is really what, what creates, um, you know, the, the, the accountability to do the right thing or to do it the way that it's meant to be done. So um, super interesting perspective. Yeah. Definitely on point. So, Mark, how do people get a hold of you? you know, do you have any events coming up? Do you have any, anything that uh, you want to plug? Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Visit us in Utah anytime. We do discovery days all the time to check out the franchise. But uh, if you go to Joe Homebuyer Franchising, 
Joe JoeHomeBuyerFranchising.com. Uh, you can find us, find out about the franchise. Uh, would love to connect with you on social media as well. But um, yeah, if you're ever wanting to get into business or wanting to take your business to the next level, uh, you know, I'd love for you to meet the community of Joes that we have. And, uh, and uh, yeah, would love to connect with your listeners and, and see if we can't collaborate. Fantastic. Mark, thanks for being on the show, brother. We're going to drop that in the show notes. We'll make sure that the uh, URLs in there so people can get in contact with you. Guys, go look up Joe Homebuyer. Go look up Mark Stubler. Uh, check them out. Great uh, process and program, and I'm sure your franchisees are happy to be part of it. So, Mark, thanks for being on today, brother. Hey, Joe. Thank you, brother. Talk soon.